Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Content to Classroom, the podcast produced by the Virginia Council for the Social Studies, where we interview educators and historians about anything and everything relating to teaching social studies in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And if you have a topic that you would like to discuss with us on the podcast, we encourage you to apply to be a guest. Just follow the link in our show notes. Today's guest is Jen Goslin, a fourth-year social studies teacher at Menfield High School in Newport News. Currently, she teaches world geography, world history, and practical law, an elective course that highlights relevant topics within the law and criminal justice system. Jen is also an avid reader, binge-watcher, and fur mom. When she's not enlightening the minds of the youth and cracking jokes they don't get, she dons her alter ego, J.R. Lesperance, an award-winning author of the book Cardinal Virtue, and she hosts the podcast Coffee and Conjure about world history and magic's place in society. And now, here's Jen Goslin. All right. Well, hello. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hold on one second. Um, Jen Goslin. Is yes. that correct? Goslin. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Well, hello, everyone. We are back on Content to Classroom. And today we are going to be talking about digital escape rooms. And I am so excited to welcome our guest, Jen Goslin. Jen, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, before we get started, could you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your work as an educator? Sure. Yeah. I am in my fourth year teaching. I'm in Newport News at Menchville High School, and I'm a social studies teacher. I teach a wide variety of things. I teach practical law, which is an elective. I teach world history, my favorite, and world geography as well. Very cool. Practical law. What does that look like? I've never even heard of that being an elective. So it is pretty much, I kind of leave it open to my classes. Like I will, I'll send out a survey and I'll be like, okay, so what sort of, you know, criminal justice or law related topics do you want to learn about? So we have done a mock trial we uh, have done some true crime stuff, and right now we're doing a kind of pseudo debate on the death penalty. Oh, wow. That is super interesting and really practical. Oh, yeah. Do you have a lot of students who kind of are interested in criminal justice as like a future in your classes? I think so. Yeah, a lot of them are like crazy fans of criminal minds Mm. and I guess criminal minds has kind of inspired them to want to do something in criminal justice I don't know if they want to be FBI profilers or not but um, I've had a couple of people say that they were interested in law school and things like that so yeah and I'm by no means a law expert so I just kind of muddle through (laughs) (laughs) well it sounds really fun um and Our topic today also is really interesting and exciting. It's something I've never done, but always wanted to do. And that is an escape room in class. Um, I have not done an escape room in real life either. If you know, I know I have to, you have to, I know I want to so bad because it seems like I, because I love, you know, just like any book about like solving like crimes or anything like that, you know, I'm not 
super into true crime stuff just because I find it a little bit scary Um, (laughs) because I'm like, hey, those people were real, but I love fiction. (laughs) So, So I think an escape room sounds really fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm a big fan of true crime and sometimes I'll I'll watch something on TV and then I'll have to take my dog out. And then I'm like looking in the dark. I'm like looking around like, Oh no. (laughs) No, that's like literally how I am all the time. So, um, I don't know if I need to heighten that fear level for myself. Um, Hmm. but I don't even answer the door if people come and knock on my door. So, you know, I think I just need to like, maybe, maybe it would actually help me. I just need to like face true crime, um, more often (laughs) in order to like lower my fear level exposure therapy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, could you just describe, you know, what is an escape room? What do you do in like kind of the ones that you might go and pay for like in, uh, you know, IRL, as the kids would say. (laughs) IRL. Uh, Yeah, so um, escape rooms um, are, it's a room. Oftentimes it could be a couple of different rooms that a team has, or a company has built. And they add a bunch of sometimes fancy mechanisms and things like that, like doors that pop open or, you know, shelves that open, whatever. And, but basically you have to solve some puzzles within a set time frame, usually an hour. And it's kind of, you're trying to literally escape the room, but they never actually lock you in the room for liability's sake. <laughs> so you just have to solve a, a bunch of puzzles. And a lot of times the rooms are themed, so it has a backstory to it. Okay. See, it's good to know that they don't actually lock you in the room because mm-hmm. I also thought that that was part of an escape room. And I was like, mm, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> because I do not care to be locked in anywhere. But now that I know that, that opens up the whole world of escape rooms for me. Oh yeah. No, I, I think, I don't know about legally, but they, for liability's sake, I'm sure that, you know, they don't actually lock the door. So you're, you're good. Okay. So if you, if anybody ever has a freak out, they can just go. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Okay. Good. Yeah. So you can escape at any time. Okay. This makes me very happy. <laughs> I also am familiar with escape rooms because there's a great episode of Brooklyn nine, nine <gasps> that is about escape rooms and it is hilarious. And oh, I love that episode. I love oh Brooklyn nine, nine. So yeah, it was Captain Um, Holt in that episode, I think. Yeah, Yeah. it was, I think Captain Holt, Gina, Scully, and Hitchcock are trapped (laughs) in the escape room together. And it's like an absolute nightmare because like, you know, Captain Holt is so rigid and Scully and Hitchcock are absolute doofuses and Gina just thinks she's <laughs> Gina's better than Gina. any of yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, it's amazing. So highly recommend that episode uh, if you want to get inspired as well, <laughs> looking for an escape room idea. Um, so I, I attended a NCSS uh, webinar a few years ago on escape rooms in a social studies class. Um, but kind of how did you sort of get connected with this and like, how did you sort of start, um, doing escape rooms in your classes? So I'm trying to think, I think my first exposure was, um, 
now I can't remember. There are the, there's these um, conferences that generally don't cost anything. And then you show up at the conference and then that's when you think of the topics. Mm-hmm. It's like Ed Camp, I think. Is oh, what it's yeah, called. yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ed Camp. The, somebody had asked for that topic and somebody picked it up and talked about this website called Breakout EDU. And at the time it was still pretty young, a pretty young website, still kind of a new idea. So it was mostly physical, like you could order a kit with locks and things like that, because that's also a part of escape rooms is you have to oftentimes figure out lock combinations and things like that. So you could order a kit through this website and over the years, they've actually turned these breakout rooms into digital digital rooms as well. So, so I did I did that. I thought that was so interesting because you know I had done a, a bunch of escape rooms. It's a huge hobby for me and my best friend. Anytime we get together, we do one. And and then funny enough, it was um, this was when I was um, student teaching actually. So funny enough went to a VCSS concert or concert conference and somebody was doing um a, they were demonstrating a James Madison breakout um breakout room and so I you know figured oh I want to try this it doesn't seem like it would be yeah it might be tedious to make one yourself but it's so much fun so yeah very cool um so it's kind of sounds like we've had like in terms of the social studies aspect, we've both sort of like seen it in action in a physical environment, you know, like where they're trying to get the breakout EDU um, and like propose this uh, in the classroom. So I, I am curious, I think like, I mean, once you see like the full, you know, breakout EDU and everything, you can kind of get a grasp of how a breakout room can be helpful for social studies students. But what about for your students? How do you think these escape rooms have been helpful with like actually learning social studies topics? So I have used mine either as kind of a a review or sometimes I use it as a like an introduction. So I, um, I have one in particular that I made for my student teaching because I was trying to go all out. I always try to go all out. So I made one that is kind of like Carmen San Diego vibes. And I might be dating myself a little bit on that one. <laughs> no, no, no. Love, love Carmen San Diego. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I came up with this idea that I was going to be the, the Carmen San Diego figure and I was going to try to steal a lot of the monuments um, from Europe. So like the Coliseum and the Eiffel Tower and stuff like that. Also and like Despicable Me. That's also, what, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell the kids exactly. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, this was for a world geography class and we do regional geography. So we'll go over Europe and we will talk about the cultural characteristics of Europe. So um, I gave it to, I was a little, I was a little hesitant, but my cooperating teacher, he was like, no, go ahead, do it, do it, try it. Um, Cause I wasn't sure if I was making it too hard 
because they're freshmen. These are freshmen that take world geography at my school. So, um, so I did it and it was fantastic (laughs) to watch because it, it really encourages collaboration and, you know, communicating with each other because I had them do it in teams and they would get, they got so into it that they were trying to like run over to other <laughs> other teams screens and like you know block it like no oh, no we're just trying to figure this one out so it was kind of funny but uh they got really competitive with it and also really frustrated so it was really it was really cool and um usually in an escape room too you get to have three hints and um so I made little hint cards and I said hold one up if you would like a hint. So I would go over and I would kind of give them a hint to try to figure out a clue. And yeah, they were they were really enjoying it. It just it it really makes them have to think. So critical thinking, very important skill that, you know, social studies teachers like to try to incorporate all the time. Yeah, that that sounds really fun and I can't wait to hear more about some of the specific puzzles that you've created and escape rooms that you've created um, because I'm super interested in doing this in my own classroom. But I think I, one of, and I'm glad we're going to like get into this in just a second, but like, I always get worried it's going to be so much work. And then I'm like, what if I messed it up or something like that? But I think like what you're saying is so true and what you're, you know, your guiding teacher was sort of saying to you so true too. you just gotta try it and you know it'll be so much fun for the kids and they'll really like it um so I think people are more familiar with physical escape rooms right yes um I can kind of like even just from the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode like I basically know how they work um you're trying to solve puzzles and that's helping you get closer to like get the key to like unlock you know the room or whatever um how does a digital escape room work so you can really the sky is really the limit with like a, a digital breakout I did a lot of googling and that's the beautiful thing about this for like, if you want to make your own, there are tons of resources on the, on the interwebs that will help. Um, so a lot of the, the examples that I found were using um, the Google sites. Um, so a lot of my escape, my digital escape rooms are like super duper Google suite, everything. So you have a, basically like a, a front page, a homepage where um, I have a picture. So for my, my Europe one, I have a picture of me in front of the Coliseum and it's actually a real one. I was at, like, I actually had the, I was standing in front of the Coliseum. So um, I had a picture of me in front of the Coliseum, like kind of like, luckily I looked like a little like mischievous cause I was like, yeah, I'm gonna steal it. <laughs> um, so I have that. And then also on the main page, you put a Google form. And you have to, this is when it kind of does get a little bit tedious, but you have to kind of, you have to set the Google form to only accept, you know, the the correct answers to whatever you're doing. So the Google form will have um, like basically whatever 
whatever you want them to know, you can have them figure out words or numbers, or sometimes you could do like directions and you could do colors and things like that. But anyway, so they start by clicking the picture. I have hidden links in the picture. And so they'll click around and that's what will lead them to the different puzzles. Got it. Okay. Very interesting. And so when they get to a puzzle, what does that look like? So one of the ones, one of the puzzles, um, when they click on it, it will prompt them to make a copy of a uh, a Google Sheets that I made. Mm-hmm. And it will be, um, this particular one had, I think f- maybe five, four or five trivia questions that they could, you know, Google or, you know, if they know, if you're doing a review, you know, then they would hopefully know it. And if they get the answer right, they type it in on this Google sheet and the answer box will turn a different color. So once they go down the list, they'll have this kind of color series. And then that is how you unlock one of the locks. So it might be like red, yellow, green, green, or something like that. Mm -hmm. So then you would put that in the Google form and then your Google form would tell you, yes, that's correct. So that's one lock down. Okay. So, okay. This may be a really dumb question, but sorry, how does it turn, how does the sheet turn from, or the little block in the sheet turn green? So you have to, this took some, this took some Googling and YouTube videos, YouTube videos, always helpful. So you have to make it, I think it was, it's been a while since I've made one, but I want to say that you have to set a condition I think that's what it's called in Google Sheets. It's a condition. So it's like when this box says this, it turns this color. So you have to like, it's like that one box gets a bunch of settings to make it that color. That's really cool. I had no idea that that even existed. Yeah. No, neither did I until I started doing this. (laughs) Whoa. That's like, that's really smart. Okay. That's really interesting. Um, I was, I thought that was going to be a really dumb question that like, I think everybody would know the answer to, but I don't feel like that is. And that's a really good Google sheets hack as well. Oh yes. Oh yes. Okay. (laughs) Very cool. Um, so, you know, I think what would be helpful for, for me as someone who has never, you know, made their own escape room before, can you just sort of take us through the steps sort of from start to finish what does it look like on your end as the teacher um when you're creating an escape room so as with most anything that we as teachers design we do the understanding by design (laughs) and work backwards so i just kind of make a list of maybe certain phrases or concepts that i would really want to highlight for them And then I will think, okay, how could I make these into the the locks themselves? So sometimes I'll straight up have a lock that requires a word, a particular word. So um, I can't remember one, but a particular word. And then um, 
then I'll just kind of think about what kinds of puzzles I would want to do um, and how I might want them to like try to figure it out. So one, for, so for example, um, I wanted the ge geography kids to understand that Rome is what we call a hilltop site mm -hmm. because it is built on hills. So hilltop was a word that I really wanted them to know. So I had a picture of a cake and I had a kind of zoomed in picture of a map of Italy. And the cake says, you know, the seventh lock lies in the eternal city. So then that prompts them to look at the map and then they have to think, okay, what's the eternal city? Well, that's the nickname of Rome. So then they go to the picture and they click on Rome because I have a little link there. And then it will, uh, that one takes them to, I think maybe an encyclopedia Britannica article or something like that, that says the seven hills of Rome. So then they might like read through it. And then, but I'm hoping that it, as a review, they see the hills, they see Rome, and then they're like, oh yeah, Rome's a hilltop site. This is the amount of letters I need to put in this one lock. And so, boom. So that's kind of the roundabout process. <laughs> so, um, so I think about it first, what I want them to know. And then I start using my Google suite, basically. I, I use all, anything, Google drawings, um, Google forms. So I have to make the form and then I put everything on the Google site and then I will share the link with them and hope everything works out. <laughs> okay. Usually I have my best friend test it. Like I'll send it to her and I'll be like, hey, can you, can you try this? Try, see if you can do this in an hour. And she, she's always happy to do it, so. That's really smart to have someone else test it ahead of time. I don't think I would be that smart. I'd be like, yeah, it's going to be fine. And then I'd have like 50 kids really mad at me, like in the middle of it, because I misspelled one of the locks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and one thing too, that I, I ran into was that I made a, so one puzzle that I made was I went to a website that you could turn a picture into a, a jigsaw puzzle. And so if they put the puzzle together, it will either give them a word or a clue to whatever the word is. And I didn't realize it, but on the school Wi-Fi, it blocked that site for some reason. So I was like, oh, okay, great. Well, here's the clue that was on it. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> those are school things that you just don't, you know, anticipate yeah. happening. So School Wi-Fi is the enemy to all fun. Um, I have oh, to yeah. say always, uh, oh, yeah. always and forever. So how many locks uh, or puzzles do you sort of usually have for about an hour long class? Um, I might do about five or six. Okay. Yeah. Five or six. Um, and then, you know, I might do the trial run and just kind of see like maybe that's too many maybe the clues are a little bit too out there and then I'll adjust okay very cool and so the kids are usually working in groups yes said. um about like what group size do you think works best for this sort of collaborative project so I have found that 
maybe three to five is kind of the sweet spot. Maybe more like the perfect sweet spot is four. Okay. Um, but you know, if you did like a physical escape room, you actually went to the, you know, the actual room, sometimes, you know, you have up to 10 people, but I just think that's too much. Cause then you're, you're all going to be stepping over each other and somebody's going to get mad because, you know, why are you taking charge? Well, who chose you, you know? <laughs> so, right. right. Yeah. Mob mentality sort of comes into effect when it's oh, more yes. than five. <laughs> oh Yes. <laughs> And this may also be a dumb question, but I'm since no, digital, you should know there are no dumb questions. Right. I know. But <laughs> you know, sometimes you're like, oh, but maybe. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> but okay, so in a digital escape room, does every kid have their own device or do they all share like in the group, do they all share one device that they sort of work up of, or do they each have their own device? I think it depend. It it could depend on what your school has access to. Um, sure. When I did uh, the the geography one, it was before Newport News became one to one. So we went into a computer lab, and they kind of grouped around one computer, and it it worked fine. Um, a couple of them would even go to like a computer on either side to do some Googling or, you know, whatever. And also, so now this year we are one-to-one and I think it would work just as fine, except you would want to have, you know, you would tell them like appoint somebody to be the person to input the codes into the Google form. So, you know, you're not all over the place with that. Okay. So they could all have their own devices. That would be fine. But then you have one person kind of almost being the digital scribe person for right. the group, like yeah. putting the actual codes in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And so I've already, you kind of done a great job already describing how to create a puzzle itself. Um, how many, like, what are the different kinds of puzzles in a digital escape room? I don't know if you could maybe just elaborate on that a little bit, because you mentioned this really cool Google Sheets thing where you can put in colors. (laughs) Um, You mentioned the uh, jigsaw, which uh, sounds really cool. Um, And then I'm just wondering how many others, or are there any others that you like to use? Yes. So um, again, this is when Google is your best friend because I'd like to think that I am, I'm sorry, my dog. Can you you get down, please? Can you get down? Thank you. I love you. I love you, but not right now. Um, (laughs) um, So I have just kind of, I've looked at other escape, digital escape rooms. I've looked at resources um, and it's just kind of like your, your own creativity is almost like your limit kind of. So, um, you could really make a puzzle out of most anything. So I have done, there's a website, but now of course the name escapes me, but it's kind of interesting because it's almost like this little, it's a circular thing and you can set it to where it has words in it in this circular thing and of course I can't remember what it is so (laughs) what it's called but you manipulate the circle and like just 
when you're looking at it plain, it just looks like there's a bunch of different color lines on it. But if you manipulate it and turn it around, you know, this way, that way, whatever, it will actually reveal words. So like you could do something like that where you uh, reveal one word and that could be the clue or you reveal a couple of different words depending on which way you turn it. And that could be a hint to a clue. So I've done that. I have done fake text messages um, where it's just a text conversation between, let's see, one I did was between Isabella and Ferdinand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if, you know, Royals could tweet, I guess, or could text, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I've done, I've done fake tweets as well, too. Um, so like, uh, I'll have a fake tweet and, you know, maybe I'll have a, a riddle or something like that. Uh, the one I did for Europe, I, um, you know, as Carmen San Diego, I had to taunt. I was like, you'll never catch me. And then I put, um, a phrase in Greek. And so that would prompt them to plop that into Google translate. And then it, they would get a clue as to what, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And I have also done um, another good way to do it is you plop a paragraph from a primary source that you would like them to read and capitalize specific letters. And when they notice, because sometimes they don't notice, they're like, what's, why am I reading this? It's like, look closer. And then they're like, oh, okay. And so when they notice that there are specific letters that are capitalized, then they realize, okay, it spells something out. So that's another um, example. And then one other one that I can think of is I made one um, involving the Roman Republic. So I had, I made this diagram in a Google slide and it was basically like like Roman formations of the armies and so I on the side I said okay battle plan and then I had steps and then they had to follow the steps to figure out I think that one was like maybe a directional lock um so they had to be like okay so up left right down or whatever so again those are just a few but really you can come up with pretty much anything. (laughs) Yeah. Those, those are all fantastic and really interesting and sounds like it would just be the most fun, um, (laughs) to do in class. I can, they're fun to make, honestly, they're really fun to make too. I've I've been trying to think of something to make for my practical law kids. So I'm still working on that. Oh yeah. Maybe for them you can do, have you, have you seen, I get these ads on Facebook all the time where it's like for, for date night, do the solve a murder yes. package. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, romantic. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like catch a killer or something yeah. like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That would be There's fun fake blood everywhere. And you're like, yeah, that's so romantic. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so what's your favorite escape room or breakout room that you've ever created? So I think it's a toss up between the very first one that I made, the Europe, the European, the uh, European culture one, and the 
um, I called it the save the Republic. So it was like, ideally they would save the Republic in an hour. And of course, you know, I mean, historically speaking, you can't save the Roman Republic, but, sure. um, yeah, cause I, I'm a big fan of Roman, Roman history too. So I had a lot of fun with that one. So it's, it's kind of a tie between the two. Yeah. What made those your favorites? I think the Europe one, because it was the very first one that I made and it was just kind of like a, I'm proud of my work moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I mean, I I love Carmen Sandiego. I grew up playing the computer game. So yeah. So I just love that aspect of it. And then the I think I'm proud of the the Save the Republic one because of some of the puzzles that I came up with. Although I think I realized they might have been a little too up here. Um, <laughs> like one clue was you have to figure out how to use the Caesar cipher to decipher or to decipher. Yeah, is that the right word? De- mm-hmm. de- decipher. Yeah, uh, a message. And they were like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, come on. You just see, clearly you don't like spy things. Like, come on now. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's their fault. You know, like this is, this is, this is <laughs> their chance to learn growth. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> sort of in my dream. I actually always wanted to be a CIA agent. Everybody else was like, I want to be a firefighter or a veterinarian. And I was like, no, I want to be a CIA agent. Same. Um, but then it turns out that like, anytime I'm like, like confronted with any sort of like a aggression, I just freeze. Um, so, you know, that didn't work out, but, oh yeah. So instead I'm a t-shirt, uh, but, <laughs> but this could be we'll a good get other forms of aggression. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you might want to cut that part. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's too good. Everybody will be like, oh yeah. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> Um, oh man. Well, Jen, it has just been so much fun having you on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is great. I can't wait to take some of these strategies and make a breakout room for my kids. I feel like they will be incredibly grateful to you when I do. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, when you need help, Google is your best friend. And, And there are so many other teachers that have made these and there's just so many, so many resources out there. So cool. Can't go wrong. Yeah. And we'll definitely link a couple of the, um, puzzle sites and things that you mentioned, uh, in yes. our show notes too, so that everybody can use those to sort of as a jumping off point, yes. uh, for their own, uh, breakout rooms. So are there any other projects or anything that you want to mention before we head out today? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, that's totally fine. Um, But Jen, yeah, thank you so much for being on here. Uh, We really appreciate it. And we're so grateful to teachers like you um, who are just doing all of the good things. And even in the hard times that we're all teaching through right now are really trying to make learning fun and engaging for your students and the students in Virginia. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sam. Yeah. And if I would just like say one thing, it would be that we're all making it and we just gotta, we gotta make it through. Gotta make it through. (laughs) Absolutely. We're all awesome. Everybody's awesome. Yes. Everybody is awesome. Um, (laughs) and 
teachers and listeners. Um, we just want to thank you for being with us today as well. And you're all awesome, as Jen said. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> and uh, don't forget that you can follow us, uh, the Virginia Council for the Social Studies on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is VA Social Studies, all one word. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm slowly growing a Twitter presence. We're over 100 followers, you guys. I'm I'm basically famous, um, so please you know, <laughs> just follow me on Twitter. Um, but my handle is Sam underscore Futrell one. And if you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us a five star review as it helps others find our podcast. We will see you guys next time on Content the Classroom.